Hi guys, thanks for joining me here on the show today. You're listening to Understanding Dyslexia. So today is episode 8 guys, where we are joined by a very special guest called Chloe. So Chloe and I actually um, met in primary school and um, Chloe is currently living in Paris, studying acting with an ultimate end goal of becoming a film director. Hello, Chloe. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, so my first question for you is, what is your dyslexia story? Um, so, hi. And my dyslexia story is, I was like diagnosed at 13, um, always been pretty bad at school, um, really, really bad grades. And... Um, um a teacher started talking to my dad about my marks and stuff that they weren't good enough and i didn't really know how to actually write or read and then um she told him that she actually was certain that i was dyslexic and so i went to speech therapy and then got diagnosed told me i was dyslexic but like a few years back um so like 2011 i was diagnosed with adhd so it wasn't a shock for my dad um and uh, it was quite uh relevant for me after after all because i was like okay so i have that and that right so yeah so it kind of made sense yeah when, when I mean, you got your diagnosis yeah it wasn't like a big shock a big shock, that's all. I wasn't glad that I was dyslexic, uh, but I was like, okay, okay, well, I fair get enough. it. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Might as well, you know. <laughs> with, with the ADHD. So so you were, just, just to clarify, you were 13 when you got that, that diagnosis, yeah? Yeah, from dyslexia. Yeah. From dyslexia, and then 11 for ADHD. Right. And so, so how, how did you experience school? Um, for anyone listening, I'm just going to point out that Chloe and I actually have known each other for a very, very long time. We actually went to the same primary school and secondary school, the same um, French school that was spoken about in episode three with Adele. Um, so how was your experience at school, Chloe? pretty shit i mean i mean um with friends and all that it was okay i mean it was great um had a lot of friends and stuff like great memories uh but um with the teachers it was um yeah i think it was definitely not a relationship i wish my kids uh will have with their teachers um because uh their like school you go there you they 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 actually you know teach you how to treat people right with respect and all that um and you know we even have like reunions and like meetings to talk about um bullying and that if you ever get bullied you should go and talk to an adult about it but in that lycée in that school so the french lycée um i was I mean, my bully was definitely my teachers. And I had, yeah, I mean, I never got bullied by kids of my age, uh, probably like once or twice, like, but not at school. But at school, yeah, the, 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 
the mean ones, if we're going to talk like childs, um, were definitely the teachers. Uh, they were, yeah, I mean, you know, bullying is you get back home and you feel like shit. And that's exactly what I felt because of them. But thank God I had the friends. So. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, it's, it's actually really, it's really sad, really. Because it's not, no one wants that for anyone. Do you know what I mean? Especially teachers are meant to be, they're meant to sort of pave the way for you. They're meant to be encouraging and they're meant to, um, you know, just, just be like a, there to support you um, yeah. ra rather than, than to bully you. That's, that's quite, um, it's a really interesting way, way of putting it that, that sort of you experience bullying from teachers. Um, yeah. And um, w would you say that that sort of led to you misbehaving? Because I, I have some fond memories of uh, hearing your name when it came to anything crazy that happened in school. You were always involved. Um, yeah, um, I think, yeah, I mean, it's true. Yeah, I did pretty, some pretty bad stuff. I was very, very rebel. Yeah, you were a um, rebel. And um, yeah, I think, I think so because uh, the teachers, they weren't helping me or even trying to understand why I was behaving the way I was. And they actually thought that it was normal to treat me the way I was treated because, I mean, yes, I talk back and stuff. Um, but I think they just liked the confrontation, the confrontation as well. Um, in front of like many kids and you know being able to mistreat like a 10 year old um, you know it was pretty weird but um, yeah it definitely I think even without being dyslexic and having learning disabilities I think I would still have this character like you mm. know being like doing some stuff at school Rebellious, I wouldn't say yeah. I mean, but uh yeah I mean dyslexia and ADHD didn't help me uh have a better behavior with teaching who wouldn't get the time to try and listen and understand why I would do the things I was doing mm. so yeah I think yeah definitely actually also, I think it's it's worth mentioning that um, there's, and again, this was mentioned in a previous episode, but I think it's worth mentioning it again, that um, there's there's sort of this culture of humiliation um, that went on at that school. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, that sort of thing of, for example, you know, one of many examples um, of this sort of humiliation that went on is, for example, you know, when we'd get tests back, um, yeah. Some teachers would give out the tests in order from worst to best or best to worst. So, you know, when you knew you didn't do very well in that test and you're sitting there, I mean, I remember the memories are still very vivid in my head of sort of sitting there and thinking, oh my God. 
and you're sort of seeing the teacher walk towards you and she's gone round and she's given her 18s out of 20 and she's given the 17s out of 20 and that number's getting lower and lower and lower and the teacher's sort of walking towards you and you're thinking, hmm. And then you get out of class and then everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. she got zero out of 20 or, you know. And um, there was sort of this huge, this amazing competition as well, which was just insane. Yeah. I mean, between, with the teachers and also with the pupils, you know, like the, the other students, like even with your friends, like my best friend, um, won't say his name, um, was, uh, yeah, he was like first of the class, um, goody two shoes. Um, well, we still are friends or best friends actually. Um, and uh, well, yeah, there was this, even with the fact of having a twin that was actually better than me, um, was pretty, it was a really shitty feeling actually. Yeah, tell me have... more about that because I, I can I can relate with, with regards to that, you know, having also a twin that skipped a class actually um, and that was just incredibly talented academically and he would just get the best grades without even trying um um so yeah tell me more about about that because you actually went went back a year didn't you at at one point in your education yeah i went back a year i think that if uh so for me personally if my twin had skipped a year would be like okay that's fucking awesome and everything it's different yeah for sure yeah so i think i would be just glad about it um, but I went back a year, so you really feel left out. Uh, so that was the biggest difference in our, for me, uh, with my twin was that. Um, and yeah, just having, you know, all my really close friends, really, really good at school. And, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, working together, getting nearly all the same grades. Um, and you're there sitting with like a four, um, and you've worked hard just to get a four and you're like, okay, I mean, last week I got a three, so not bad, you know, next week might be a six or five, we don't know, we shall see, you know, that's just how I think, but you know, just the fact, like you said, giving out the grades, um, by uh, best to worst is a really fucked up mental mentality to have when you're with such young kids. Uh, it makes them, you know, actually think that in society there is always a best and the worst. Um, and it's not, I personally uh, think, um, I mean, don't think that it's how it works. Um, everyone can be better at something than someone else and be really bad at something. Like, you know, it happens to everyone and everywhere. So, um, so yeah, I mean, just, you know, using this kind of learning for kids, for me, was uh, really weird. I mean, I didn't see how you could um, have, like, teach kids to be empathetic, um, uh towards one another when you tell them to be better than 
each other. So mm. and it, it's really weird thing, really, really, really weird thing. Well, and also it's it's this thing that also you're you're being taught that your value is attached to what grade you can get, like yeah. that. Oh, you got this grade, so you're this. It's like it's like the grade that you got represented the number that you were out of twenty. Like that's what I am out of twenty, yeah. um, which is which is insane. Um, did 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 you ever did you ever feel stupid? Did, did any, you know, getting those bad grades and, and getting those and, you know, having those teachers not necessarily on your side, did you did you go through a period in your life where you felt silly or, or you felt oh, stupid? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually still go through it, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, 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 before, yeah, like when I was younger, yeah, not that old, but yeah, younger. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I felt kind of, yeah, dumb uh, many times because, um, well, even teachers would tell me face-to-face that I was, so I was like, okay, well, at least he's honest, um, great. Is he right? Probably not, but, um, but yeah, because, um, and, and no, so the, yeah, the fact that a teacher or the fact that a teacher will tell you that you're dumb, well, has a massive impact uh, in your life because you see teachers more often than your parents, some people. I think I saw, yeah, I mean, I left the house when I was 14. I was in boarding school and everything. So, yeah, I definitely uh, saw my teachers much more than I saw my parents. So teachers are like supposed to be your mentors and they're supposed to be like parents. They're like guiding you and shit. But um, I had more teachers that made me actually hate myself than uh, teachers who made me understand myself, accept myself and more love myself in a certain way. and uh, yeah, I mean, these kind of teachers, the, the ones who make, me, make you feel like shit and tell you you're dumb, well, you can't forget that they told you. And even when you feel smart, that feeling and that sentence, the moment she or he told you that, uh, well, comes back and you doubt of your intelligence now Mm. um so yeah i mean yeah yeah yeah. it it already has happened it will happen again um but i mean i i like right now i can tell you i'm i know i'm not dumb so good because you're not (laughs) clearly um tell me more about um that the when you left that moment you left you left the lycée and when you were 14 and you got moved into a boarding school and did, did that help? Do you think that was sort of a turning point in your life? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, in your I, education? Just the fact of, uh, like in life, yeah, it was a turning point, the fact that I even left the country and stuff. And yeah, for education, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, the choice, it was the best best choice I could have had 
made um and uh, i think i deserved it um it was it was a hard choice you know you leave home and you go to a school that is much more different than the other one it's not that elite and uh you don't need to be an elite either um so that felt good and i was in a school that was um well it was made for kids with learning disabilities so in my class we were eight um seven guys and me i know there was another girl she was like kind of useless so yeah well we were like two girls and six guys um and um well it was great to finally be surrounded by people with um learning disabilities such as dyslexia because dyslexia is actually a disability that makes you feel pretty dumb in a way where you learn how to read at like i don't know what's the average like five six no idea or something like that but i know that at that age i didn't know how to read so anyways and you know was i was late um and like not being able to write some really simple words um so when you have all your friends of like seven that are knowing how to do like write these really simple small words uh and you can't do it um yeah you don't ask questions if you like oh are you medically ill or something but you do tell yourself that you're not like the others which is like a way of re- already like since a really young age questioning who you are when you barely lived anything so i mean yeah and um uh, wait what was the question again <laughs> the, 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 I, it wasn't really a question i just said tell me more about um that experience and and sort of changing schools oh, yeah. and being, so, being finally being somewhere where you felt normal really well, well it was great it was great i mean i think i deserved it and i know that i was really really lucky uh because even financially that the school was very expensive mm. uh, i i know um I'm extremely grateful for my parents uh, to be able to afford these kind of schools and um I would actually if I ever succeed in life and I have the um, enough amount of money to be able to to create something I would definitely create a school um and I would actually interview my, the uh, the teachers myself so yeah it's actually a goal I have to be able to create a school where you don't need to be rich uh to uh have or get help mm-hmm. uh everyone deserves to get help it's not because you're um you don't have um money that you need to stay less i mean um and i just know i was really really lucky um and all the people in my school were lucky as well to have uh this this school and uh yeah i mean i'm i'm grateful for this school actually um, i really am it was much better than the uh, the french lycée in, in in london i would yeah it's really really powerful what you said that about about wanting to um you know if you ever have enough money to 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 sort of create that safe haven for like-minded 
people. It's like incredible. You know, I, I think that's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful thing. And um, and I think, you know, I'm, I so agree with you on, on so many different levels. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm in a way, I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to, you know, because that, my, my experience at the Nisei was terrible, but yours sounds so much worse. I mean, you know, I, it's, it's mad how, you know, you remember your education is what shapes you as a child. So it's so relevant what you said about, you know, one teacher tells you one thing and you'll, you'll never forget that. And, yeah. um, I think it's incredible how far you've come. Um, and yeah, salutes to you. Um, you. Oh, was I gonna say, um, what would you say are some common stereotypes? that people associate with dyslexics? Um, if any. As in, like, for example, people often say, right, you're dyslexic, so you can't read. Or you're dyslexic, so you can't do this, or... Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to be the stereotypes. I think we all have the same. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, probably, like, yeah, not knowing how to read, not knowing how to write, uh... uh but I think that the, the stereotypes are actually true, but they're not as strong as they think they are. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we all have uh, learning, like a problem issues, uh, I mean, issues uh, for reading and writing. I mean, that's the point, not the point, but like the meaning of dyslexia. Mm. So obviously, you're going to have a problem with that. Uh, but we're not like, they actually think that we're bloody retards. I mean, not to actually be mean towards retarded people, but like Obviously they genuinely see us like yeah. not even being able to walk if we mm -hmm. can exaggerate the term. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, but I mean, I think the stereotypes are quite, you know, they're um, accurate. Quite accurate, accurate. It's nothing with most stereotypes, really. Not that mean, I mean. Mm, 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 mm. No, that's that's really interesting. Um, earlier you mentioned about not actually only being dyslexic. So you're hmm? you not, are not you're not only dyslexic. You're you're so you're hyperactive, dyscalculate, yeah. and what are the other? Yeah, I'm dyscalculic, uh, dyspraxic. Uh, and uh, I don't know how to say it in English. It's dis like with the autograph. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know how, but say it in French anyway. It doesn't matter. Dis autograph. Yeah, dis autograph. Right. And and you said when when you were younger, you you started. No, you had um, a speech impediment yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I used to stutter and uh, have a. Comment Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, list, list. That's it. A list. Yeah. Yeah. list. I mean, how retarded is it to call it a list? You can't even fucking say it. A list. It's just dumb. Like, I know. I love the French term. The French term is brilliant because the French term literally means you have a hair on your tongue. 
yeah. which is a really good way of describing it because that mu- I mean I I don't know but it, that must be that must be what it what it feels like yeah yeah well it is it is and um so you saw you did you 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 saw quite a few people for that then some some how you say orthophonist in English speech therapists oh speech therapists yeah I saw many speech therapists like I think it, probably like 20 um yeah yeah um, wow. I changed from many speech therapists every year. Um, so yeah, I had my, I had good amount of speech therapists. Yeah. I don't, I don't miss them at all. Um, but it did make me be able to miss classes and be able to justify it. So, I mean, you know, I kind of want something out of Blessing it. in disguise. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I find it fascinating how um, you had all these speech problems and yet you're so eloquent. You know, yeah, I mean, the way the way you speak is, you know, you speak beautifully and, and no one I, I couldn't tell anyway. It's, it's sort of gone. And um, um, and also you're you're you know, you're currently embarking on you've embarked on stand-up comedy, which is literally going up and speaking in front of an audience. So, so tell me how, how that sort of all came into, to play and, and stuff. To to start stand-up comedy? Yeah. Was that always like, um, was that always something that you really wanted to do? Obviously you're ridiculously charismatic. So it's, I'm, you know, when I saw your sketch, I was not one bit surprised. Chloe actually has for any French listeners that are, or English listeners that understand and can speak French. Chloe actually has um, a sketch, a stand-up comedy sketch about dyslexia. Um, so very topical that you can find on Facebook and on YouTube. Am I right in saying Instagram. that? It's oh Instagram. Sorry, you just get yourself on YouTube, babe. <laughs> okay, I shall. But yeah, tell me more about um about that whole you know where you are now and how you've sort of overcome all of that and you're kind of what I'm what I find fascinating is your is how proud you are of of sort of you you've took your dyslexia and you've took your learning disabilities and you've turned it really into into something you know you 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 wear it on your sleeve and I think as someone that's found it really difficult to accept my dyslexia I find that really inspiring. Um, on so many levels, um, so I'd love to know a little bit more about about that. For ex- for instance, how you decided to like what made you decide to sort of do your your sketch about about dyslexia. Um, well, the story behind the sketch of dyslexia is well, it's very modern. Um, my phone was broken for like two weeks, so I had to live a life of our parents without internet and not being able to meet up with friends and having the address and stuff. And uh, I had to go to the dentist and I was on my scooter, like, you know, motor. That's fine, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, um, well, I had to go to the dentist and because I'm dyspraxic, so dyspraxic is actually not finding yourself in space. So I get lost, yeah, like at least once a week. Like, um, so, and um, I, well, 
I told I asked my boyfriend who is dyslexic to um, draw me a map of where I need to go, uh, like what streets I need to take to get to the dentist. And well, he's dyslexic as well, so I was like, try and write like correctly all the streets. He was like, yeah, I'll try. And uh, so I was reading um, a a sheet that was written by a dyslexic, and I was reading a dyslexic. dyslexic trying to read the street signs whilst you're driving as well while i'm driving <laughs> being adhd um and i got lost obviously and i was like whoa that's fucked up but really funny so i was i was like okay when i get back from the dentist i'm gonna tell my the story to my to my boyfriend and stuff and when i get to the dentist the dentist goes okay i need your name and a phone number and stuff so I tell my name, so Chloé Poncelin de Rocourt, very soon. And then I, you know, he, he tells, he asks me, how do I spell it? And I start laughing because I don't know how to spell it. So I'm like, okay, um, I don't know. And he looks at me and he goes, you don't know how to write a name. And I was like, mm, nope, give me a pen. I know how to write it down, but I can't spell it to you. Wow. And uh, when I get back, on the motorcycle, I was like, okay, um, I'm dyslexic. I like making jokes. I joke a lot about my dyslexia, you know. Uh, might as well laugh about it. I'm not going to cry. Cried enough about it. I mean, it's done. Amen. Um, and uh, my boyfriend says, how was the dentist? And I was like, shut up, bro. I need to write um, a thing. And I just took a sheet of paper and I wrote uh, my whole stunt comedy show in, yeah, I think it was like 16 minutes. That's and insane. then I, you know, went to the Premier Guild and I was in front of like 130 people and I was like, let's make jokes, bitches. And I just laughed about being dyslexic and speaking four languages and having a long ass name and a dyslexic boyfriend. So the dyslexia will always be present and I will never with all with the fact of having such a long name I mean I can't possibly forget that I'm dyslexic because I, I will always need to think how to write my name so you know it's just part of who I am well yeah that is a wonderful way to um to wrap this up but that that really is is an incredible testimony and um thank you so much well thank you this 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 has been really wonderful and um a really great way to reconnect with an old friend as well yeah oh yeah oh yeah old old friend Hi guys, so that is the end of episode 8. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I did. I thought that was um, a really amazing conversation with some really thrilling content and just really interesting to see what it's like for someone, you know, that someone that didn't do very well in school, um, you know, what that was like for her and, and... kind of how that was like for me it's lovely to kind of be to compare and and you know made me so happy that Chloe eventually did find her way and that she did find P 
people that she got on with and um you know i think there's hope for everyone definitely anyway so i'd like to thank chloe uh for being on the show with us today and sharing her story with us i'd like to thank everyone and anyone who's listening until this point uh very loyal listeners thank you guys love you and i would also like to announce that next week we will be joined by yet another french lycée contributor it's amazing how many people from that particular school um came forward and want to have a chat about their experience um about being dyslexic at the french school and i think it's so relevant and i can't wait again someone that i haven't spoken to for a number of years uh, it's a wonderful way to reconnect with people. Um, so next week is Ize. Ize, who was in my class. God, I can't remember what was. At some point in secondary school. Um, so I can't wait to hear from her. And I can't wait for you guys to listen in. Um, so see you then. Same time, same place. You know what to do. I'll see you all next week.